Welcome back to First Time Outdoors. This week's episode is part one in a series of conversations around Camp Ripley's public land archery hunt. Um, today's episode is recorded in a yurt with a wood fire stove uh, late in the evening of day one. So bear with us, there's some audio uh, difficulties. We had one microphone passed around the group. So just a quick little episode kind of surrounding what Camp Ripley means to us and um, some of the, the benefits and interesting things surrounding the hunt. So stick with us and enjoy the show. Alright, so we are here at Camp Ripley. Uh, we are currently sitting in Derek's yurt. Um, the really nice wood fire stove going. It's super warm, even though it's a little chilly outside. Uh, and I'm sitting with uh, Carrie Johnson, Al Rausch, uh, Mike's brother Derek, and Derek's buddy Steve Johnson. Um, and we just wrapped up with day one of the deer hunt. Sort of an uneventful day, but uh, I think we'll get to that later. Um, but first, you know, we've got a lot of history here uh, in the room with us at Camp Ripley, and I think what we should do is kind of go around and, and share some memories of what this area means for us, um, and if you guys have any interesting stories from your years spent at Camp Ripley. So, Carrie, do you have any anything um, that stands out over the years? Well, I started coming in the 80s, kind of the heyday of Ripley, when you saw several big bucks on a weekend and uh, missed a lot. Um, the terrain has changed a lot, uh, some burns, maybe lightning strikes caused them or whatnot, but uh, it's changed over the years and uh, we see less deer, less big bucks, but uh, I'll keep coming back as long yeah. as I can. It's just got so many good memories here and I've taken four respectable bucks in here. My son's taken a, a 1662 class. Uh, so we've had some good times here. Yeah. You come back every year, right? Every year, yeah. Back when I first started applying, um, you were lucky to go every year because um, there were a lot of people that were coming, yeah. and the numbers have kind of dropped off with the deer numbers. So it's every year Yeah. now, and, and it's, it's still fun, whether you see deer or you, or you don't. Yeah. It's just the the camaraderie and the and the good times one of the things mike and i talked about last week was it's just an opportunity for minnesotans to get out in the woods for it, for guys like myself who don't have land in the family or anything like that like yeah. it's a place to go yep and there's definitely uh deer to be had and yep more, and more good times yep. to be had than there. and there's a lot of hunters in here but it's a big big area yep so and it, you kind of need them to push deer in uh it's kind of intimidating for a new applicant, I would think, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, Steve, what you were saying today was kind of a crazy scene. What are your thoughts about your first year here? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple different elements. There's the, uh, the interpersonal, like, you know, you and a lot of other people, and then there's the physical part of it, and 
then it's you you all by yourself. So I don't know if which one of those to talk about first, but let's talk about the the event itself, kind of the spectacle of what you're seeing with all the oh, trucks yeah. and all that. Yeah, the spectacle. I mean, I, I didn't really have any expectations, and I kind of came in in a sort of ignorant, blissful place because I knew I would screw a lot of things up, and uh, thankful for that, that I had people to show me what the hell to do at every step along the way because I would have just drove him past the two-mile line of cars <laughs> parked there said, why is everyone parking in a single-file line? But... Everybody waiting for yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just little things like that that you would have a very difficult time figuring out without yeah. <laughs> without someone to show you the the ropes. Well, yeah, we just had day one, so there's probably more to be learned tomorrow um, as we get into the the final day. Uh, but yeah, why don't we just for the sake of it, kind of go around and share, you know, some of the favorite memories of Ripley maybe your favorite hunt or a memorable deer or something you know anything like that what do you got Carrie? I think the my favorite hunt was when my son Doug shot the the big buck um, and he shot it on the first day and and there's a big way in when you leave the hunting area and there's just to see a camel everybody wanting to see the big bucks that came out of there. And he got one of the biggest ones for the weekend, and it was just so much fun cool. for me. Yeah. I'm sure for him it was way more fun, but that's my favorite memory. Awesome. How do you want to go? Do you have any good memories? Um, sure. Uh, well, first I need to clear the air because I did listen to the last podcast, and there was some reference to we may hear from a couple few old timers <laughs> you you're older than i am gordon well first his nickname's gordon his real name is carrie but um so you hear me reference him as gordon but uh in any event we've been coming up for a long time as carrie mentioned he's been going a lot longer than i have but uh he introduced me to it and uh, we've been coming ever since when we can i think more than actually the hunting is just the opportunity to catch up and uh, do what we're doing now, just hang out and uh, have some good laughs and pull out old memory photos and look at uh, different things and and uh, especially the two of us in, in the woods and it looks like I'm taking a youth to hunting. But <laughs> Some of the really old photos. The real old photos. Um, I think one of my fondest memories uh, from an actual hunt uh, perspective was... was uh, uh, Carrie was probably what maybe 150 yards from where I was and I was just positioned my stand off of a quite a few intersecting trails but I was really off of a, a tank trail and uh, um, and all of a sudden I heard this deer coming through the woods just like straight at me and I could see these antlers and I thought oh my goodness I grabbed my bow and knocked my arrow and I got all ready. I was all excited. I thought, man, this thing's, this is coming right at me. It's coming right down the trail. This is awesome. And all of a sudden, it just probably 20 yards from my stand just piles up right into the ground, just nose first, just plows into the ground. 
And I was just shocked, thinking, what the heck? And then all of a sudden, we at that time, we would just use two-way radios just to communicate with each other. And, and uh, um, so all of a sudden, my two-way radio buzzed, and, and I said, yeah. And Carrie goes, did you see it? I'm like, yeah, I saw it. Did it go down? I, I think I got a pretty good hit on it. I said, yeah, it's down. He goes, you saw it go down? So we had this whole conversation back and forth. Meanwhile, the thing is like, I can almost reach out and touch it. And uh, so that was, that was actually a lot of fun because that doesn't happen too often. Obviously, you got to do a lot of tracking, but yeah. the thing literally uh, expired probably 20 feet from where I was sitting in my stand. And then it's fun, you know, you, you uh, cross gut it and haul it out. It was a lot of fun. There's a lot, there's tons of those types of memories. Unfortunately, I haven't been on the receiving ends of where I've actually shot one, um, but I get ribbed about that all the time. <laughs> but that's fair. That's fair. There's, there's always tomorrow. That's right. But. Cool. Derek. Hmm. Derek. Uh, yeah, that, um, well, I've, I've been coming to Ripley for, that was my fourth or fifth time, maybe fifth. Um, and I guess over the, over the different weekends that I've come out here, I've been successful on two of the hunts. Um, but yeah, I think my favorite memory is definitely, uh, was from two, two years ago, the snowy morning. Um, yeah, when, when Jake, yeah, when he, when you and I, doubled up within like a half an hour of each other basically like I dropped the doe within I don't know 15 minutes of of shooting light and then um yeah and then that that eight point buck uh went past me at about 60 yards but right towards you so I knew it was uh yeah likely that it was not going to make it too much farther past your stand so that was a, a, a fun hunt for me just because I was successful early on was able to send a group text to everybody and just say I already have a tract I already found it get back you know and just stay in your stands and keep the hunt going um yeah I'll never forget that that hunt um but yeah I'm mean, still optimistic about other memories hoping for good fortune tomorrow but uh yeah it's i always enjoy it it's somehow different but always the same we spend all these nights scheming and planning and then we go sit in the same tree that we were in last year <laughs> um yeah. yeah yeah but that's part of it i mean that's what i enjoy about it steve's been in my tree my typical tree this year which i've enjoyed um, because that's a spot that I trust a lot, and I know that there are deer that move through there frequently. Today, just we didn't even see much, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah, I'll say from an outsider, from the, you guys are like the, all the old-timers, right? The, the young Roushes, the old Roushes, and Carrie, like, you guys have been here forever doing this, and you guys do a really great job of including new people, like myself and Steve, literally walking us to the tree, I mean, you did that for me, Mike. The first year, you walked me to a tree and or a ver an area and said you should set up in this area. And yeah. I picked a tree, and that was that. And you bring in Steve out this morning, showing him a tree. I mean, that 
there's something intimidating about walking in the woods in the dark with a headlamp on going, I don't really know what I'm getting myself into here. I'm just trying this out. And yeah. uh, even that little bit of guidance really is a, it's a welcome thing for sure. I impressed even myself finding that tree because it was in the dark and all my thumbtacks somehow just weren't there. So I was, it was somewhat of a miracle when we got to the tree and there was one or two glowing reflective tacks on the tree. I was like, oh, oh, we found it. Well, there you go. I'll see you later. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you get to know specific areas and specific trees after looking at them for nine hours in a weekend. <laughs> you can find your way through that same woods pretty quick. Um, my favorite memory is, I've got a few, but I think of one in particular it's probably five years ago. Um, we were all kind of sitting really close to each other. Um, Carrie and Doug were down in, and my dad were down in this low bowl, and I was sitting up on the edge of this bowl. And I got a phone call from Doug, and I answered it, and he said something like, "Did you do you happen to see a buck just c- come running up there?" And I said, "No." And he's like, "Well, we got a good hit on one." Um, but we, we didn't see it leave the bowl that we're down in. And so as the story goes, um, Carrie shot this buck and it ran a little ways and then stood directly underneath Doug's tree. And so Doug put another arrow through it and it ran. And, um, without getting into too much detail, the, the story goes that we basically tracked this deer for, it had to have been over an hour in this maybe 200 square yard area. I mean, we just kept jumping it and it would run and kept jumping it. And the, it was kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe a heartbreaking situation in some ways because that deer was just like trying to survive so bad. Um, But also I just gained so much respect for the deer in general and it was also one of the first times that um i've tracked a deer with carrie and doug and my dad all at the same time and that was uh really cool and then to be a part of the um doug and i dragging it out to the road that was the first buck that i had been a part of at ripley and um certainly the most memorable so yeah i think about that that story mike uh one of the things that's different about Ripley than uh, you know most hunts that from individuals that might be listening is that typically in you know in, in other hunting situations on other property you may um, put an arrow into a deer and you'll you're gonna wait a period of time and let the deer expire on its own and then go track it um, that's the majority of the time right in Ripley it's a little bit different because there's so many people that could be in the same area or the same woods that it's really in your best interest as soon as you put an arrow uh, into a deer is to get down and uh, start tracking it right away so that you can essentially claim it and it doesn't end up getting um, shot by others but um, so it changes the dynamics a little bit and then to your point sometimes you end up pushing it and uh, um, that that particular track job was a a memorable one for sure Um, one of the things that we like to talk about on first time outdoors and really the Kind of the backbone for this project is mentorship 
and uh, getting new people introduced into bow hunting. And I have mentioned uh, you a few times in this podcast as one of my mentors. I mean, you gave me my first bow. It was your, your hand-me-down, and that was my introduction into the into the world of bow hunting. And I, I can attribute a lot of what I've learned about bow hunting to um, getting to spend time with you in the woods. And so uh, one of the things that's interesting, I guess, is kind of how things are passed down from one person to the next. And uh, I, I'm not speaking for my dad directly, but I, I could say that you have had a pretty huge impact on my dad's bow hunting um, experiences as well. And so I, I would like to know where that came from for you who got you into it and then what made you interested in getting all you know your son and me and your friend al into it as well sure well i started bow hunting when i was uh, probably 18 right out of high school and me and a buddy just decided we we're gonna bow hunt we we'd never done it before and uh we bought bows. I had old recurve, and he had one of the first compound bows, and we hunted his land and learned totally by experience. Made so many mistakes and kept making mistakes. And um, it took me five years before of hunting before I actually shot a deer. Um, <clears throat> and you started with bow, not you yep. gun hunt at all? This? No, so this no, I had first, never deer hunted. <laughs> this is your first intro. Yeah, he had gun hunted, and, and his dad had some property, and um, but it was kind of a comedy bears. Yeah. Um, but over the years, we we kept hunting, and you learn, and you <clears throat> ask a lot of questions, and do a lot of scouting, and shoot a lot of arrows, and eventually it'll, you'll you'll get there, but. Um, and you learned with boots on the ground back then. There's so many people these days, like myself, learning everything there is to learn, not necessarily in the woods. Right. I'm doing as much as I can to learn to catch up. Right, right. You know, I'm like, I've got 30 years where I haven't been doing this in my life. And yeah. So now, with all the information out there, like, there's stuff, oh, to, yeah, we there's had stuff to learn, but, like, you can't, there, you can't put a price on that time that you spent out in the woods. We had, like, the Bow Hunter magazine that came out mm-hmm. once a month, and we... That's where you learn, you know, yep. a lot of it too. Um, <clears throat> but experience is the best thing, you know. You'll just get out there and spend time in the woods, and you'll you'll see deer and maybe get a shot. Yeah. So let's uh, maybe actually before we go any further, let's uh, kind of paint the picture of what we're doing right now and where we're sitting. Because uh, we are in, uh, as we mentioned before, Derek's yurt. But we're also sitting amongst all sorts of campers and uh, generators. So if you might be able to hear some of that stuff in the background. And you also might hear some of us uh, shuffling around. Because we got this <laughs> this wood stove rolling a little right. too hot. Um, but let's recap our day. And I guess for me, I can start because it's pretty quick. Um, I picked a spot pretty close to where I've sat in the last couple years, found a couple scrapes, put in a deer stand, and watched squirrels and wood ducks all day. 
that was about it for me. There uh, didn't see any deer. Um, saw a lot of sign of deer, so I'm I'm hopeful I'm in a good spot because I left everything in the tree. So that's where I'm going back f uh, towards tomorrow. So once you go next, Derek. Yeah, my morning started by, um, yeah, leading Steve to a tree that I have gained a lot of trust in uh, because I've seen a lot of deer from that tree and uh, been successful twice um, over the years. Uh, so we found that tree, and then I went on my own way and kept scouting and um, did the best I could to avoid other bow hunters um, and found an area that was pinched between um, yeah wetlands and uh, high area and it was this nice funnel so I you know got my my saddle stand set up and figured out and then realized that at some point as I was uh, getting everything configured my bow um, got snagged on one of my steps um and so the quiver part of the quiver broke um and then somehow my sight it might have been loose to begin with but it was just completely disconnected like it just had fallen off the mount um so when i noticed that i took all of my equipment down got to the bottom grabbed my sight went packed everything up and left the woods and um grabbed Jake's truck and headed back towards camp until I uh, actually only got about a mile down the road back towards the base um, and saw that somebody had a target next to their pickup sitting in the ditch. Uh, so I pulled over and noticed that that individual happened to be only about 20 yards into the woods. So I jumped out of the truck and pointed at the target and said, hey, can I borrow this for five minutes? And he nodded at me, and so I took the target, drove off, and said, I'll be right back. <laughs> and uh, set up the target next to uh, a training area where I knew there wasn't going to be any hunters, just an open field, and uh, shot a 20-yard group after, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, and you know got my confidence back and got everything situated and then brought the target back to the truck where I found it and left a $10 bill in the window and um, then I started the hunt for real um, and just at that point knowing it was you know pointless to try and get back to where I was I just kind of went exploring and, and um, set myself up in a different funnel but uh, kind of got kicked out by lunch just because there were too many other people pushing around through there so um, yeah, a hectic morning, but I still ended up getting some good time in the woods. And then this afternoon I went back to where I was this morning because, uh, at the start of the morning before the whole bow, um, hiccup. So, uh, because I knew that there were scrapes back there and I really liked the topography. Um, and yeah, I sat in that spot for five hours and, uh, right around... It had been right around 5 o'clock. I looked over my left shoulder, and there was a 8-point buck um, monkeying around in a scrape, and I had no idea it was there. It just it snuck up behind me in the wind, and I couldn't hear it. Um, but it uh, 
It gave me a 25-yard broadside opportunity, and I unfortunately hit a twig uh, about halfway or three-quarters of the way to the deer. So my arrow deflected, went over its back, and um, the buck just kind of looked at me and moseyed off. Didn't really spook, didn't really react, just kind of, the heck was that, and walked away. So um, disappointing. It was exciting to see a, a nice buck. Um, definitely the nicest buck I've had an opportunity at um, at Ripley, if not ever. So it was it was it was fun. Not not the buck of a lifetime. It won't break my heart. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Um, it's unscathed. I'd feel worse if it was wounded, but it's fine. So yeah. Um, a good day in general would have been nice to have uh, a hanging deer but yeah no regrets either did you already go well i think for uh this is al but the um uh, actually the this is going to be a, a really fun weekend uh for me and in, in particular because uh, oftentimes now as we have expanded our groups and our uh sons get uh, older like, Carrie's son Doug and obviously my two boys Mike and Derek and then their friends coming now um, we tend to s spread out but this weekend uh, uh, this year Carrie and I uh, set up about maybe 50 yards apart and just uh, being in the woods together is like old times uh, he introduced me into bull hunting many many years ago and it was just a lot of fun going in uh, we uh I guess we are getting to be a little bit more of the old timers because we set each other up. <laughs> we started up. We carried all our stuff in, and I said, "Well, let's get you set up first. And uh, we did that, and then he followed me to my stand. He helped me get my stand set up, and then he went back to his. So I guess that does fall. Uh, I guess maybe we do fall uh, fall into the category of the old timers. But we took our time and got all set up, and um, probably within the first 10, 15 minutes, we had a. Uh, yearling come by as well 25 yards uh, from me and, uh, and Carrie saw another doe um, early in the morning um, uh, and I saw a spike a little bit later I think all told I saw four deer throughout the day but really I think the success for me is uh, uh, what I've really learned to respect and honor about um, bow hunting is the fact that the serenity of it um, that you're standing on a two by two square and I know this was in a previous podcast with ocean and standing still I actually did reflect on that at one point I was going to text everybody saying I feel like I might be getting drawn right now <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway for, for your listeners you can refer back to the ocean podcast to pick up what that means yeah. but a little inside deal um, in any event uh, I, you know, I, I really appreciate the, the way it slows life down and put you into nature uh, quickly and uh, just listening to the birds and the squirrels and the chipmunks and and uh, I think we talked a little bit earlier over dinner uh, this evening uh, how I really enjoy watching how the shades of the woods change and then it changes your perspective from 7 a.m. to 7 at night and that's the way the sun moves you're picking up different shadows and forms in the woods and sometimes something looks like Oh, there's a deer. Nope, that's not a deer. Oh, is that a guy standing? Nope, that's not a guy standing. Um, uh, even to the f making fun characters in the woods saying, oh, look, there's a troll sitting there in the wall. You know, it's all shadows, but uh, I don't know. I just have a lot of fun because it slows life down and, and, uh, 
it's just a great opportunity to allow life to just just to be present in it instead of just having things fly by you. So for me, it was a very successful day because of that. Great. And I'll echo Al's thoughts about getting to hunt with each other again. That's always fun. We've had some good times together. Um, like you said, we saw a couple of those early. Um, I saw, turned my head <clears throat> late morning and and uh, there was a deer standing about 40 yards away from me. And it was a buck, a decent eight point, just standing there. It's like, come on. I tried some calls and it didn't come in. So it started to walk away slowly. I could see it was hitting the rear leg. And uh, it was about time to get down and take a break. So I told Al, let's go see if we can find a blood trail, maybe catch up to it. So we found just a few little specks of blood. And I assume it's gonna survive, <clears throat> but it was worth trying anyway. Yeah, so good excuse to get down and stretch. Oh, no kidding! <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. And then tonight I just saw one spike buck, but uh, it doesn't matter. Just being in the woods and with your friends and, and uh, enjoying nature. That's what it's all about. Cool. Well, maybe we can cut this uh, first episode short. We're I think we're all roasting out of this yurt right now. We got a, We got the yeah some of the main takeaways from the weekend. Uh, maybe we'll do a short one, Mike and I, or whoever's around tomorrow, just to give you a quick little update if anybody was successful or kind of kind of what happened. But uh, yeah. thanks for tuning in for now, and uh, wish us luck. Take care.